0: Just a few episodes back, I dropped a wonderful deep dive into how we do our marriage retreats. Today, I'm so unbelievably excited that I actually am going to be giving you a recap on how our most recent marriage retreat went. I got so many questions in the DMs on Instagram, got emails, all kinds of things from current students and Those of you who are not yet a student inside of Systemize Your Life, you all want to know more about the Marriage Retreat. So guess what? Today, I'm so unbelievably excited. I'm actually bringing the other half of the Marriage Retreat, aka my lovely best friend, Blaine, my husband, to the show. We recorded an episode together to share all of the goals that we set, the highs and lows, what we're committed to doing now that we're back from our Marriage Retreat how we're implementing, how the planning process went and really just had an open conversation that we would have had whether or not the mic was there or not. And we decided that we would share it. And I'm really excited to have the opportunity to introduce you to him and also to be able to bless you and hopefully your spouse so that you guys can feel incredibly ready, maybe excited hopeful, maybe a little bit anxious or nervous about having your very own marriage retreat. So without further ado, let me go ahead and bring not only me and all of the details on our marriage retreat, but also I'm bringing in Blaine. So pull up a chair, send this link over to your husband, pop it on when you're driving in the car somewhere, because it is time to dive into today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. All right, here we are. I'm so excited to bring today's episode to you, but I'm even more excited to bring my Marriage Retreat Partner, a.k.a. my husband, Blaine Moore, to the show. Say hi to everybody.
1: What's up, everybody? Blaine in the house.
0: (laughs) So you guys are really going to get to know about this gentleman that I talk about on all 350 plus episodes for the last three and a half, almost four years. Blaine is making his first appearance here on the show because you all have so many questions about how our marriage retreat went and this is something we've been doing for a long time and I thought it would be unbelievably fun to answer some questions that we know a lot of people have had. Uh, Blaine talks about this marriage retreat and this concept to people in his life too and you know the people on his crew and the people at the gym and the people we run into they all have questions and so he helped me come up with a list of things that we think that people would want to know and we're here to share some answers.
1: Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay.
0: So I am just going to kind of go rapid fire. Feel free to ask me anything that you feel like you want to ask me too if something comes up. But here's the first thing I want to talk about is what we both loved most about this year's marriage retreat.
1: This year's marriage retreat. What did we love most? What did I love most? What did you love most? Well, I mean, let's be real. I loved laying by the pool, having fun, (laughs) having fun. I mean when I can't when it comes to doing, you know, fun things and things that just allow us to relax, yeah, I'm all about that. But that's not why we were there. Of course we were there with some attention. We had our workbook and um, you know, for the first uh what day or two we focused on the workbook and then we had some fun afterwards. So No, it's it's honestly great to just get into that workbook and really tackle our thoughts, goals, conflicts, uh, from finances, spiritually to parenthood, all the topics. Yeah. Communication, communication, which is huge. Yeah. I mean, it's really good stuff, but, uh, yeah, laying by the pool is fun too. Okay. good.
0: (laughs) And actually we're going to go over a little bit later, some of our goals from our workbook. Um, so we'll definitely get into that, but I think Honestly, that really is what I love the most about it, too, is just being like away for an extended period of time without the kids as much as we love them and we miss them. I mean, it's nice to come home with some resolution, but as you guys will hear in a little bit, it's hard. It's really challenging in the best way. Um, but to stay on topic, I definitely loved just being able to have a good time. I think this year specifically what was cool that we haven't done before is we got massages. We've never taken a yes. chance to do that.
1: That was awesome. That totally was forgot about cool. that. Yeah. That was that was really a great start to the addition whole addition to this to yeah. this thing.
0: Yeah. Well, let's talk about <clears throat> I kinda just dove into what we loved about it, but let's talk a little bit about how we prepare for an event. So a lot for this marriage retreat. A lot of times when I come here to the podcast, I give them very specific things like this is what you should do. And then realistically, that doesn't always happen for us because I'm just like everyone else. We're just like everyone else. And we don't necessarily always get to do all the things to prepare that we want to. So one of the things that you had wrote down that you thought people would want to know, and I think they do too, is kind of how do we prepare and then how did we structure it as we went in? So Maybe I'll talk about the preparedness part, and you can talk about how we structured it's a good it. Good idea.
1: It's a great idea.
0: <laughs> um, I'll be honest; like, I don't think we were, we prepared a whole lot.
1: That's why I was like, "Uh, what did we do?" I mean, usually, you know, a lot. Well, a lot of times, I'm I'm on shift, so you usually get a lot of the preparation that needs to be, as far as like where the kids are gonna go, who's gonna watch them you know, we work together. Sometimes I, you know, ask my mom, you ask your mom and I, I okay, come on guys. I do pack my own bag. So I do that. <laughs> but, uh, but as far as preparation goes, it, it, it's really just managing where our kids are going Yeah. and then making sure our, you know, home and life and everything else is, is on track and set up and on par. So.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces this year. We had, multiple people. I think we have three different people changing hands with two different kids and kids were in different places. It was mm-hmm. it was a lot of like that this year when normally it's just like one kid goes with one person and
1: mm-hmm.
0: or both kids or whatever. So that was different for us. And mm-hmm. then as far as like the topics are concerned, so for those of you that are in systemize your life and you want to work through the workbook to be able to do this, you'll see there's a whole section on how to get prepared. And obviously I made the workbook, so I, I know this like the back of my hand, but n- not formally speaking. So informally speaking, we did, without you really even recognizing it, prepare by saying, hey, we're going to talk about this at the marriage retreat. And we kept like putting off big conversations that we want to have, like finances. We wanted to go back over our budget. We wanted some things. And we kind of had text a couple times Or maybe that was just something that was really on my radar of like putting a pin in things to talk about at the marriage retreat. So I feel like that was like our hearts and our minds were pretty prepared for what we were going to talk about in some ways. But I think a few things that we didn't expect came up while we were there too.
1: Yeah, that's kind of the beauty about this is, yeah, it's not a perfect thing. And oftentimes we go in there and we have some ideas what we want to talk about, but then just like life happens, right? things come up, uh, different topics, different ideas. And then we just kind of delve into that. So we don't you don't have to make this super strict and uptight.
0: Yeah. I think it helps for some people that are like, what the heck do we do? You know? And then for other people, they may have a better like connection to the intuition and what they feel like their marriage needs and can go about it kind of loosely. And I think we kind of did a little bit of both.
1: Yeah. Um, and honestly, (sighs) Maybe I'm wrong, but I guess I feel like, you know, you and I are doing pretty good. And, you know, sure, that doesn't mean that, I mean, there's definitely things, especially for me, I know communication was, was definitely one on my heart, and mainly because of me, right? And and as you all know, right, with a, a man and a woman, our brains work so differently, and <laughs> how we think or how I interpret Chelsea told me this thing, but I interpreted it very differently than what she actually thought, and vice versa. So you know it's cliche but communication is and talking about that for me was like a big deal
0: yeah and yeah. ended up it ended up being a lot of what we did so talking about that the structure of What we did each day so that people know. Obviously, if you haven't listened to the first episode where I talk about how to do a marriage retreat, there's a couple that you can listen to, but there's one just a few episodes back, like in the early 20s, 320 something. You can just scroll down a few and you'll see it, and that'll give you a much more deeper dive into like what to actually do to prepare and what it's all about. But the structure and how we kind of handled it was. A lot of play for half of the day and then a lot of diving in but i think we just kind of went with what felt right when we were there
1: we started out with a massage Mm -hmm. right right out of the gate and then we got some food and then we found a quiet kind of remote location it was relatively busy but we just we we definitely took a tour of this resort that we stayed at and then we we found a good spot to to sit and open up our book and we start off with a prayer and then we get started.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's always a conversation of like, do we want to be in a room where there's no people? <laughs> or do mm-hmm. we want to be in like that kind of coffee shop vibe where you can have a conversation and no one's really listening or paying attention to you, but you still kind of have to keep your act together because you're in public, I guess, right? <laughs> it just depends on where you're at and what you feel like you need in the moment. And sometimes too, it's about the stimulation. Like if you go in tired or... Depending hungry on what time of day is, hungry. Oh, so there's a lot of things that just being in that space without your children and learning to just be with each other is sometimes really foreign. Even for us, and I feel like we spend a decent amount of time alone with each other. It's still like, okay, well, it's just us. We have no one else to think about. What do you want to do? And then all of a sudden, like the time, it feels like, you know, it's either like, oh, we have a ton of time or we don't have a do we don't have enough. And um, the, the weekend, we only spent two days, two mm-hmm. nights and like two and a half days. We didn't have a ton of time, but it was plenty and it worked out and we <clears throat> couldn't get through the entire workbook. That's for yeah. sure.
1: I mean, an- another day would have been another day or two would have been yeah perfect or ideal three to four days for us. It's really hard for us to do that many days. And I'm sure most of you, it's super hard to do that many days, but um, even if you did it for a day or half a day, it's better than zero. So yeah, you know,
0: so we basically just used the <clears> workbook <throat> to kind of help us go through conflict. We identified, and then we kind of worked tried to work through like a good chunk at a time and then so we we basically almost broke the days up in two, where it was like play and work, and then food kind of broke those things up. That's really the main gist of it. And I think to sometimes when you're just like at a dead end and you can't really make progress on something it's like take okay a break. let's take a break let's yeah. go do something and come back to it later like okay. for
1: me yeah because you know i mean i'll get antsy after <laughs> after you know a couple hours maybe and i want to get up and like walk around or
0: gotta get coffee yeah i gotta and get a drink or get coffee food, or something something mm-hmm. yeah so for me i'm can be very much the opposite where I just want to dive in and like get stuff done. And so the whole thing is about working together and, um, setting some ground rules. We set some serious ground rules in the beginning on, you know, Mm -hmm. we know what our tendencies are and how we tend to communicate, whether it be interrupting or being impatient or not listening for understanding, like the whole Mm -hmm. gist of what you're doing is to really work through conflict and then to set goals, right? So let's talk about what was really hard.
1: Where it can be hard is when I myself, I'm trying to articulate and find the right words to convey that's not disrespectful, that doesn't come across in an arrogant manner, that Know, comes out in a way that 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 you're able to respond well, yeah. so this conversation can go well. So I, I try to do I tried to do um, a lot of you know introspection with that and like really think about okay is this gonna come out right? Because I don't want to throw you off and you know because again that's the whole communication thing. So because there are sensitive topics sometimes you know and you got to be vulnerable. So don't be surprised if you bring up something that your spouse. Or your significant other, you know, gets offended about, right? That's That, that can very well happen. Yeah. Um, or just, you know, you might feel uncomfortable. They might say something that you just don't like. So that would be the hardest part.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that is it. It's the like being uncomfortable. It's knowing that you're probably going to have to address topics that you know you've done things really poorly in. And it's never comfortable to talk about things that you haven't done well. And then you're probably going to have to say, I'm sorry. You're probably going to have to forgive when you don't want to forgive. You're probably going to have to trust when you don't really necessarily want to trust. When there's just a lot of things. like So one of the first conflicts that we worked through was communication. Like mm-hmm. everybody knows. we I've talked about it so many times. We're so good. It's so great. But communication, we're like every other married couple, right? We all have... have our places in our marriage where it's hard and I feel like the communication piece for us and I think it changes every year too right every year it's like a different part of the communication we get better in some areas and then we neglect in some other areas and so for Blaine and I what we sat down we were like okay communication seems to be a sticking point for us recently or over the last six months or maybe even we've just struggled with it for a while and so this was something that we chose to work through and we both had our workbook pages and like what we both identified as the problem in communication wasn't even the same. So it's like, right then and there, it's uh-huh. like, okay, you have this problem when it uh-huh. comes to communicating this thing that like bothers you. And uh-huh. I have this thing that bothers me. So we ended up working through both of them. Uh-huh. Right. Um, I think for me that's definitely if you were to ask and I had to like really say what's the hardest part I think it's just approaching topics that I feel like I've tried to approach before or we've tried to approach before, and it didn't go well, you right, know? Right,
1: right, right, right. Opening those can of worms, you're like... yeah. All right, here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's going to go down? <laughs>
1: Grab the popcorn. Let's do this. Uh,
0: I love it. Because, you know, both people are here. You're so invested. Your kids are somewhere else. Maybe and you, You've probably mm-hmm. invested a decent amount of money, and the last mm-hmm. thing you want to do is waste it and not find resolve mm-hmm. while you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also genuinely want our marriage to be better, but we're both just doing the best that we can here. And... Uh, I definitely think that that's probably the the point where I'm like, I get a little bit nervous, you know? So I'd say that would be the hardest part for mm-hmm. for me and all of that. And
1: don't be afraid, guys. Like you may argue, you may, you know, you may get emotional. Um, it may happen and that's okay. That's normal. You know, we've done it many a times, but just, you know, stay on track. Remember why you're there and kind of regain focus, you know, say a prayer, do whatever you need to do. Yeah. Because that, that may and will happen. We've had Just expect it. We've had, yeah, we've had plenty of those.
0: We have to walk away mm-hmm. and
1: take a break take if you need break to. Break mm-hmm.
0: And come back at it. The cool thing, though, I think now is, you know, the first couple of years we didn't have a workbook and then we had Jimmy's workbook and now we have our workbook that we kind of created together and it gives us a guide of like, what are we trying to get through here? I do want to say, though, that one of the things that you told me to write down is how did I get my husband to do this as a question that a lot of people may want to know. And I think a lot of people have asked that question of me and they are super curious, even just afraid to mention this type of thing to their husband. They're afraid that he's going to say no. They're really hopeful. And I think it can go the other way around, too. I I don't, you know, I don't think that every woman is totally on board to do this. I'm sure there's a lot of husbands that are eager and their wives are not. Yeah. But. <clears throat> what what makes this something that you want to do? like why do you want to do this?
1: Hmm. I just want to have a better marriage and yeah. have a better relationship and just like anything else you do you gotta you gotta work and practice and sift through all the hard details and yeah and and not only that but um, it do, it definitely creates I, th- I feel a stronger bond between us. Mm-hmm. You know, like it really does do something there that because we go at deeper levels and we get vulnerable. You know, to any other day we're at home together, we're whatever in our lives. We're not really, we're not like really going deep. Yeah. You know, relationally. Yeah. You know, it's hard to. <clears throat> it's hard to. Kids and jobs. We do, and but girls. yeah. Yeah. I I just I like being able to do that and and being open and honest and yeah. What do you, Mm -hmm. how do
0: you think it helps us or how does it help you or how do you think it helps us throughout an entire year since we do this once a year? And then I can answer it too, but I'm curious what you think. How do I think it helps? Yeah. How does it benefit us?
1: Well, we, we bring up topics. We bring up anything that we're, maybe we're holding in that we haven't really talked about Um, or maybe we've had a hard time talking about it. But now at this marriage retreat, it's like the place that we're going to talk. You know what I mean? We like, got nowhere else to yeah, go. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're at home, maybe maybe it's not the right time or maybe you got other things going on. But, like, we're at this marriage retreat. We're doing this. Like, this is it, right? Like, yeah. like, this is why we're here. So it does it does create a a much more open environment, you know, for both parties to, like, here it is. Here's what's on my heart. Here's what's on my mind. And you got to go in there with, with definitely a loving heart and, a, and an open mind and, like, just really shatter any – you know, defensiveness or or arrogance or anything, right? You got to be humble. You got to go in there with Mm -hmm. with lots of humility and expecting whatever.
0: Yeah. You know, I think we treat this weekend differently. When you said that, it made me think of like, what kind of humility do I come into that weekend with? And I definitely know we have like a running joke here that we're on. Like we call it D6, which is like date six, like how you treat each other like a D6 level. You know what that looks like. And, like, when you go into the marriage retreat, I just found myself often saying, like, and asking myself of that kind of humility, right? We begin, once you get married, like, I feel like it happens almost, like, immediately. But, like, over time, you just get so, what's the word you use all the time? Salty. (laughs) You get so, like, you know, just relaxed. And I feel like at the
1: the marriage retreat, I try
0: really hard to be on my best behavior. I mean, I know we're supposed to do that every day, but between kids in the house and food and meals and bills and all of that, it's hard to give our spouses our 100% absolute best. Mm -hmm. And I think that is one of the, one of the things that I enjoy about it, but one, one thing that's definitely challenging. And it totally made me think of that when you were saying like, you know, just how to be humble and take your arrogance out of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Come in there with an open, clean heart and work through issues and problems. And and they don't have to just be issues and problems. They could be good things, too. Goals. Like goals. You've had major goals. And I, you know, I'm glad. That's actually, that's actually a really good point because that's another part of it that I'm excited. I like to yeah. talk about goals with you. So yeah. that's, that's, that's another part that's, that's enjoyable.
0: Yeah. And that was actually the next thing that I was going to say. One of the things that I think that we benefit from all year long is just the unity on something that we've had pretty typical divide on. And so when you're divided as a couple, it leaches out into so many different areas of your life, whether it be, you know, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, how you parent, how you make money, how you take care of your house, like it it will manifest itself somewhere in your life in some way, shape or form. So being able to have unity on a topic where we've been divided helps us tremendously throughout the year, even if we don't have some kind of formal structure for how we're going to go about it, which this year we're trying to have a little bit more of a formal structure on how we're implementing, which I'll talk about in just a second. But I think of all of the years that that we've ever done this, We get better and better and better better every single year because we learn how to do it right and we're just been married a little bit longer but i definitely think that in this process while while you're there whether it be good or bad no matter what we walk away with we always have an understanding of where that other person lies as we go throughout the year so one of great example of that over multiple years has been our finances we've been able to come together and become super unified in what we want our finances to be like. And it's literally almost never something that we argue about anymore because we're so on the same page with it. Another Mm -hmm. thing that we've talked about is our kids, right? And parenting. Mm -hmm. That's been like a big source of contention, conflict, conflict, sure, Mm -hmm. over the years. Mm -hmm. And each year we get a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And this year we didn't even feel like we needed to talk about it. Not to say that we feel like we're killing it right no, now,
1: right, right, right. Just wasn't really on our hearts to bring Mm-mm. up, and that's that's what that's what it comes down to is what what's your heart saying? What's my heart yeah. saying? And you know,
0: it's such a huge blessing to us all year long, no matter if you have you know major goals that you're trying to crush and you track them. Or, you know, like this year we walked away with some pretty solid commitment statements to each other of what we commit to doing for one another. And we do have some goals, too, mm-hmm. which I definitely want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and how we plan to implement. And mm-hmm. then we can wrap up. But do you remember what the goals were that we set? <laughs> we haven't looked at the papers since we came home yet.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, one of them was just it was about our finances. It was. Yeah. yeah it, was it was a financial just... one. Clearing some stuff up.
0: We have some takeaways and some to-dos when we get home to get our financial system operating like a well-oiled machine. You have things that you need to do, and I have things that I need to do. We don't have our goal paper in front of us right now, which (laughs) we need to get out. We just haven't got it out since we've been home. We went from marriage retreat to family to friends to family, like back to back to back. We'll definitely pull it out and look at it. But I think our biggest goal was to have a financial meeting once a week yeah, weekly yeah. our weekly finance meeting mm-hmm. to track that and see you know if we can get that done three or four times a month you know mm-hmm. every week if not maybe give ourselves some grace and potentially skip a week now and then but doing that because we found that right now all of our problems come back to not actually doing the system that we have in place the system is solid it's been working really well it's just when we don't adhere to it the way that we both need to. Things get a little bit wonky, makes it harder on both of us, makes it a little bit um, clunky. and so we just need to commit to doing the system a little bit more diligently, yeah,
1: and it's really just been me. Like I usually I pretty much manage our finances, and mm-hmm. I've since we've moved and stuff, um I haven't been complacent. just there's some areas that I've yeah. been a little sloppy that i <laughs> I need to tighten up, yeah, so that was really. Yeah, And we would
0: it. have had other goals like we had at the marriage retreat. We wanted to work through some health goals. I have some things that I really wanted to focus on mm-hmm. and we just didn't have time. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to it. So maybe we'll tackle that at a different time. Maybe we won't. I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but
1: the communication piece took some time. That took like we, some we, time. That was the majority of it.
0: Yep. Yeah. That was majority of it. So with our communication, we didn't necessarily walk away with goals because right now we're working on developing actual skill sets so we put some commitment statements in place on things that we're going to work on making sure that we can do for each other and then that really is the implementation piece is taking those commitment statements and putting them all over the place mm-hmm. <laughs> making sure that we do them as yeah. much as we can
1: uh, one of them was using language cues. Yes, like I yeah. commit to using <laughs> my language
0: cues <laughs> for both of us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, Blaine and I both are extremely um, proactive and engaged and productive achievers. And so when you get two really strong willed people in the middle of a disagreement, it's really hard to get one person to be patient long enough to, <laughs> to communicate. And so, you know, but there's other things that we work through that, honestly, we have very different action items. We have very different things that we need to do for each other in order to, gain the the trust and display the respect that we need. So yours are going to look very different from ours and the topics that you need to address will be very different.
1: Let me just say, just for those listening, you know, they're probably like, what do you mean language cues? So yeah, just to give you an example, say Chelsea's telling me something, she's talking to me and yeah, there are many times (laughs) where I'm like, you know, do-do-do, just be bopping along, doing whatever I'm doing and maybe I caught what she's saying, maybe I wasn't fully, So what I'm going to implement is by like really following along what she's saying and and saying to her so that I gain understanding and that she knows that I heard and that I understand, say, so what I'm hearing you say is (laughs) or so what I understand from what you're saying is dot, dot, dot. Right. Kind of just repeating back what she told me. And that's great for me, too, because it's true. Like I get distracted and that helps me to focus and pay more attention to what she's saying. Since our communication, you know, could use some help at times.
0: Yeah, and it, it works for me too, because sometimes I'm so focused on defending and saying no and and like trying to get out my feelings that I'm not really validating. And I think that that moment of pause. Language cues are great for everything all the way around. Just the last episode here on this podcast had a bunch of language cues for parenting. And so I think if we can be diligent and really disciplined in our language cues, it's going to help us uh, tremendously with our communication. So that's really the main recap. Is there anything else that you want to share about everybody going and trying a marriage retreat in their own own lives?
1: Just do it. I I don't know what else to say. Yeah, no. I mean, again, I know it's tough. For those of you who have children and if you don't have family nearby or, or just people that you're willing to leave your kids with, even if you don't, take your kids with you. You know,
0: it's, We did. We've
1: done it before. <laughs> yeah, take them with you and maybe you can set up a time, maybe early in the morning while they're still sleeping. I don't know, like figure it out.
0: Yeah. You know? Or... You know, go to a coffee shop for six hours and come home and have dinners with your kids. Like, do anything that you can to set a time and an intention for a couple days in a row to work through these things. Do the best that you can and just commit to doing it every year. Blaine and I started this from year one. It was mm-hmm. an idea that he brought to me, it was actually. It just in a notebook.
1: Yeah, just, we just wrote stuff down in a spiral notebook. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we made it work, uh... so i am so grateful that you came on to share all of the things here on the podcast people can kind of get to know you a little bit more um and i'm so excited that you guys hung out here with me and blaine today on the show and i look forward to meeting you back here real soon for another episode on the systemize your life podcast